Or do you put him back in his wheelchair and help him and take that ride? He fell out of his wheelchair? Reaching down to get his wallet. Oh, man, I can't just, you know, I just can't leave him down like that. No matter how much I would want to, I ain't cut like that. I'm going to pick him up. If I'm on a if I'm on a penthouse anyway, I live a lifestyle with my time. <laughs> I should be able to afford to lose, you know, a few minutes. So yeah, I'm no. gonna go ahead. Like I'm not gonna just be like, fuck, I gotta get off this elevator. Sorry, oh, bro. Get, get your ass up. Now, the only way I would do some shit like that, you know, cause some people who need help in any any warp of life are they like proud. So if he was like, the fuck away from me. I don't need your goddamn help. I'd be like, all right, then, nigga. Well, what if he had that energy and the door closed? Like, you stuck in there with this nigga. He talking that shit. You going to beat his ass? No, no. He just, he, I understand the place of his frustration. He's, he's, I'm not, I understand. Like, I have enough perspective in my life, even still being more aggressive in my older years. Like, I don't, I don't see, I'm not his problem. He's mad and he's frustrated with me. I ain't his problem. And he he don't really have a problem with me. He just has a problem. So I'm not finna beat up a man in a wheelchair who just fell out of a chair getting his wallet. I'm gonna just be like, man, shut your sorry ass the fuck up and get your ass up if you don't want my help. Nobody want to hear this shit. Man, don't be talking to that man like this. No, nah, I'm gonna talk to him like a grown man. If he want, if he if he acting like he's ready to fight, I'm not. Just because you have any disability physically, that doesn't mean that you. People, some people like that. Like they get a pass on being an asshole just because. Oh, this person has this. No, I treat the same way. I don't think less of you, and I don't. I don't feel sorry for you because I don't feel like no one needs a pity party. You shouldn't feel sorry for yourself, regardless of your situation. If you an asshole, I'm gonna tell your ass you a fucking asshole. Wait a minute. Now let me ask you this. So, has there ever been a time where it was some shit you saw? With somebody with disability but get you, over but, Or anything Anything you saw that was like Damn I see that I really should Do something but you act like you didn't see it It didn't act and then some shit Happened and you like damn I had to play it off Like you didn't even know what was going on But you had already really seen the shit happen Nothing too major just some shit where it's like I see some niggas making moves And the people that they Talking to And the way that they engaging like they about to fuck around and, <laughs> and you know they going they going to fuck around and fuck but that has nothing to do with me you feel me so i don't go and be like hey man it looks like for me peeping the scene that your girl is on some shit or you better go get your girl i'm that's something and then it, it and in situations where it turned out oh yeah she did smash or they did go duck yeah, off and then you know so it wasn't something like i just like I majorly need to intervene. It was just like some shit like you peep game. Like you see shit moving and it's just moving. Like and I'm not I'm not finna take any parts of that. You know? Yeah, you ain't captain tell on the whole That's the man. that's the worst thing. Why you wh- like why would I get involved with some shit regarding fucking and I'm not even the one that's fucking? That's like well, a double whammy. Like you in all of the gossip and nonsense of a situation that your genitals have nothing to do with. At least if it's going to be some shit, let me have already got, like, some fantastic vagina. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or something. Some top. But, like, just to get involved in some shit, that's just messy. Well, I you, ain't going to get involved in that shit. You to the fucking out. Me and my nigga Surf had this a petty shit, man. Like, this was, shit, I don't know. This was, like, we probably about 15, 16. 
when we did that shit. But we came out uh like this gathering joint and the step the steps was like brick steps, but then it was black concrete, but it had rain and it had froze and it was black ice. We came out and almost slipped and saw that shit. <laughs> Behind us covered out was our homeboy's pops oh, who man. has a fake leg. And y'all didn't say so, shit. Y'all fucked up. <laughs> we was like, damn. So we say that, man, he stepped down and stepped on that fucking ice. And that leg flew out, nigga. You talking about some fucked up ass. Y'all were laughing. Boy, nigga. <laughs> and he hurt. He was hurt. His leg just came off, nigga. My and mom beat he the failed. shit out of me for that shit. She was mad as hell at me for that. Oh, because y'all didn't tell him? <laughs> and because... See, like, people saw us laughing uncontrollably, <laughs> and they were offended. Like, yo, what's wrong with them kids? That's fucked up. But that yeah, shit was like, man, pretty I, I felt up. bad for that. Let me ask you this. What's what's an excuse that you would you that, that you feel like, man, that's crossing the line, that you, you wouldn't tell somebody so you couldn't come somewhere like, you know what I'm saying, like somebody? Somebody I cared about, something, something happened to them. Or they died. Okay, no I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't speak death ill on anyone that I love. COVID. I wouldn't hit hit him, hit him with no COVID either. Mm. Okay. That's a bad look. So okay. yeah, that was, that was real quick. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say, oh man, somebody died. I gotta, you know, because I was telling one of my homegirls the way this shit came up. She was telling me about her dude. You know what I'm saying? He had the like, he needed some time out of work and shit. So, she was like, she called on his behalf and was saying, like, the nigga had COVID. I was like, man, don't we put that shit out there in the atmosphere like that? You know what I'm saying? And she was like, well, he ain't got COVID. He just been coughing. So, it could be COVID. Technically, if you look at it, I'm like, ain't no technically. Either he has COVID or he don't have COVID. You know what I'm saying? So, I was just like, don't put it. Out there, she was saying it ain't that big of a deal. And I'm like, man, certain shit, you can't really cross that line. Like, I wouldn't do that. Like, I told you about someone I may or may not know that had took their daughter to the doctor for an appointment. And the doctor was, you know what I'm saying, like, asking was that person a guardian or whatever. And at the time, that person wasn't... um you know, fooling with said mother of said child. Yeah. And um, so what happened was, uh, from what I'm hearing, is that the doctor had uh, asked, like, hey, are you the guardian? And the person was like, no, I'm, I'm the parent. This this is my daughter. And the uh, doctor was like, oh, I heard you were um, dead. You know, and was like, what? Dead? You know what I'm saying? So he asked the mother of the, of the child, and um, the answer was, well, you're dead to me. So that was the play on words. And I'm like, you don't put shit like that out there in the atmosphere. But that's the second time Woman I've scorned. Heard, yeah, how women play on words on that shit. But I know niggas will do that shit, too. Niggas will lie. I done seen niggas lie. Be like, man, my homie got shot. No niggas ain't you only first you don't even have homeboys. So <laughs> no one likes you. Right. No one likes you. 
Yeah, I'd more believe if you told me you got shot. Not that them one of your homeboys got shot, but yeah, don't play around with that, man. That shit you put out there in the atmosphere has the possibility to come back and bite you in the rear. So, Andy gave me a story about uh, he was in one of our favorite establishments. And listen, if anybody has anything negative to say about our establishment, um, we haven't gotten a sponsorship from them yet, but it's on the way. Do not ever say anything out your mouth sideways about Publix. Your motherfucking This life. is the greatest establishment. Don't do it. This side of the Mason-Dixon. We ain't with it. You know, we ain't with it. You got something. You got an issue with Publix, man. We a hey, There's smoke behind that one, so just make sure you understand it. Anyway. Dead ass. Andy was in Publix doing what rich niggas do. You know what I'm saying? Walking through, getting him... A high-class boar's head rap mate. I've learned about the raps from you. What are you talking right. about? So, Because oh, you, oh, you do it. You think I'm rich, too. I got it. No, okay, I got leftovers from someone. No, the rap but is anyway, five bucks. It took too long, so Andy said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and just get the chicken shot. <laughs> what so, the fuck's so funny? So he goes <laughs> to the chicken tenders line. Now, <laughs> when he goes there, that line's not moving. There was, I was the lie. I was the only person standing there. But it's not moving, so now his mind is tuned for chicken tenders, right? So he wants chicken tenders, so he's not going to go back over. So there's this nice Jamaican lady that says, uh, go. Oh, uh, she says hi, and, you know, she walks off again. And then she comes back and says, you need help? And I'm like, yeah, I'll help. Yeah, yeah, you can help me. And uh, I give her my order. Couple chicken uh, strips, a pound of potato wedges. <laughs> I wanted some taters, so I would eat on that pound. Like I'm gonna eat on that like three times. I'm gonna eat on it all day, basically. So you know they and weigh up, they weigh your shit up, they weigh your shit up, they weigh your chicken up, they weigh your potatoes up. So potatoes. she uh she gets it, she puts it on the scale, she can't get it, she can't get it a little weight to print the little sticker so I can go with my shit after I've been waiting like 10, 15 minutes. So she's like, okay, I'm going to go get some help. And you know how everybody in public is usually pretty nice and they're polite to each other, the coworkers. The Jamaican lady comes and gets this dude to walk over help. Uh, white guy, he walks over like he's so disgusted with her. <laughs> he, he comes out, he motherfucking like makes the label and he just pants to her, turns his back, just walks off. <laughs> like didn't say a word to her. And she's just like, they did not train me. If they would have just let me know how to do this and properly train me, I could do this myself. But all they do is just put me here and expect me to know how to do it. So I'm like, man, that's that's kind of messed up. Like, because you know, I'm thinking, you no, know she hate the shit. My 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 mind frame is like, I'm not gonna get mad. I'm not gonna give her a hard time. Not because she's, you know, I'm not gonna give her a pass just because she's black. But she. She may not really be trained effectively. So she had, she got the wedges. She couldn't figure them motherfuckers out too. So what she did was, it was some wedges. It was already the pre-made ones. She took that barcode and had to run that code <laughs> to try to, and then gave me my fresh wedges just so she could, you know, figure this shit out. And I'm just thinking like, and I was telling Iz, like, if that white dude would have been like, 
Bitch, we done trained you 18 motherfucking times. I done showed you how to print these motherfucking labels, and I'm sick of your shit. He asked me, would I have been offended? And been like, you know, like, hey, hey, hey. And honestly, I told him I would not. Here's why. Here's why that would have been of no offense to me at all. He, he didn't say anything racially charged at all. And if he would have came out of his mouth and said that to contradict, like, the reason I was giving her a pass with the level of service that I thought was not good for my favorite spot, Publix, and I'm still fucking with y'all. I'll be back tomorrow, have my rap ready. But, like, um, put our coffee back in our Instacart. <laughs> That's not in my Instacart. I don't Instacart. But anyway, if she. Really had been trained effectively, and she's doing a poor job. You shouldn't get a pass on that just because you're black. Okay, but if you didn't have the opportunity, if you weren't set up, I get it. If you weren't set up to be successful, even in a position at your at, at in customer service, if you weren't set up for success, I feel I empathize for you, and I'm willing to be more patient. But if that man would have been like, you know. You're a liar, basically. I've trained you in and out. You just don't fucking get it. That, to me, that didn't cross a color line. You know, that wasn't a racist statement. That was a statement out of frustration where he's just basically calling her on her shit. So, no, I wouldn't have, you know, been like, hey, hey, hey. I probably would have just laughed. Honestly, like. But, but let me ask you this. Now, you made a point. You said, okay, if I know they have trained this woman, what if he didn't have that outburst? And that's, that's why he, he did complain. I, I didn't complain I, because but, I didn't know at that point in time okay. whether it was, you know, I just I just went off what she said. And but I, if that was a white person, would you have looked at it differently? Absolutely not. It would have been, there, there was no race card in it for me. So if it was a white woman and she was fucking up and she just said they didn't train her, they just threw her over here. I would still believe her the same way I did the black woman. I'd take it for what she said. But at the same time, if that same man said, bitch, we tra- I told you 18 motherfucking times how to weigh this goddamn chicken and these motherfucking potato wedges. Now, the same way I didn't get offended with one, I'm not going to get offended with the other. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to be like, damn. Now, I'm going to intervene it. this way. Watch your mouth, bitch, nigga. Hey, ma'am. Is this true what this bitch nigga said That he's trained you multiple times No he hasn't trained me at all You know what I'm saying Then if that's it Then we cool I ain't saying shit But I gotta keep it real man I've So let what if it, was a, if it was a white woman You do the same thing or would you Yeah not? Nigga listen You're intervening No I kept shit real I, I had like I've taken a lot of bad service at times From Black people because I'm like, okay, I don't know what they had to go through, what's going on. So much bullshit. So I'm like, all right, I just. But I've also taken a lot of bushing ass service from white people. Right. Um, These people are all people. They're I had all one working. motherfucker get so mad at me at, <clears throat> and fuck it, I will, I will name this establishment. Ooh. This was the Fresh Market. And uh, oh. I'm a fan of the Fresh Market. Fresh Market is right dope. There at Publix. If they were closer know, to yeah. me, I might fuck with Fresh Market over I'll Publix. I fuck with the Fresh Market. But them mm-hmm. motherfuckers, one day I went there to get some salmon. And mm. the dude comes out, his hair net's on. Yes. Boom. But you know how, like, sometimes you're doing some shit, 
you kind of take the back of your hand and kind of wipe your brow. Right. So he did that as he coming out the back. He asked me how can he help me. He was nice and everything. I tell him what I want. I say I want two pounds of salmon. Okay. He opened the shit Rich up. Rich nigga shit. Hell no. This motherfucker grabbed that shit with his raw hands, dog. Put that shit in the wrap. Wrapping it up. Gonna hand it to me. I said, hey, man. I can't take that. He said, huh? I said, you didn't put no gloves on. He was like, are you going to eat it raw? I said, listen, there's no explanation needed. I'm telling you I'm not taking it. <laughs> so we need to figure out, are you going to put some gloves on or do I just leave? Because I'm, you know, and I, however, he was like, just hold on a second. So he went in. Got the manager. The motherfucker went and told on himself. I wasn't even trying to give him no mm. stack. I'm just like, motherfucker, give me some other shit. Don't touch my shit. So she came out. She was like, hey, what happened? I said, he touched the food with his raw hand. She was like, are you sure? He said he had gloves on. I said, no, he didn't. You can run the cameras back. He had no gloves on. And he told me that he asked me was I go eat it raw, implying that me cooking it is going to kill any germs on it. I don't care. I don't want you touching my meat with your raw hands. On top of that, you wipe the back of your forehead. You got sweat particles on that shit coming out. I saw all that shit. You know, if you go tell the whole story, tell the whole thing. So she ended up. So you didn't feel like you were snitching because he got someone else involved. Laying that nigga told on himself. (laughs) Um, Come there talking that dumb ass shit. So she ended up giving me the salmon free and gave me a $50 gift card. And it was like she was, she made it good, but like she was go talk to him, and then he lied, saying he had gloves on because he knew that's not standard. Was that a white guy? Yeah, like that's not standard procedure. You shout out to the fresh shit. market. Way to handle the bad yeah, customer way to service situation. That shit. Shout out to the fresh market, man. You know what I'm saying? Could have so, got me two pounds of salmon. Well, you know, it's it didn't happen. So no, she hate the shit. No, she hate that shit, dude. <laughs> so so let me ask you this. Uh, in today's society are going viral. So did you see the stupid ass shit with Meek Mill and Six Nine? Uh yeah, it wasn't much to see, but I did see what there was to see. How how did you feel about that shit when you saw it? Uh felt like this. Um and I saw an interview where Kevin Gates said it. Um he basically just said, man. If you argue with clowns, you're going to look like you're part of the circus. That was pretty much the point of what he said. Mm -hmm. So from the angle of what I saw, I couldn't, you know. Jay's even said that in the line. You know, you never argue with fools because people from afar cannot tell who is who. Like, I just saw some motherfuckers on some clown-ass shit with a whole bunch of security that was going to make sure nothing happened more than just some clown-ass shit. So, like, I could give a fuck. I don't know who was right, who was wrong, what was said, what wasn't said. Both just look like clowns. Looks look look like it looked like a farce. It looked like a whole capping thing. And then then and then it ironic that you know, uh, Takashi did do a song with Nicki, who Meek was once. You know, feeling you know, not to say that anybody has any any gripe or issue because of that, but. It's only a few de- degrees of separation between motherfuckers that 
y'all are cool with and then and, and all of this security around and it's just to me it just looks like a farce. And yeah, you don't you know, if you if you in a room with clowns, man, it's and you want your respect, it's okay. Instead of beating the clown ass, just remove yourself from that clown ass situation. You know, so Red that, whole that was all shit. I had to say. You were spot on. That whole shit looks staged. Um and then the other shit, man, I just don't understand. Takashi called him a rat. <laughs> and the first time I heard that, but I don't know that man, so I can't say. But I, I still don't understand why niggas so quick, bro, to go to the internet. So shit happened. Bam, let me grab my phone and record. Because here's the shit. Like, I just want to be reporters. If I really had an issue with a nigga like that, and I really had this type of disdain for this nigga, and this nigga come running up on me. I'm going to be so calm. I, I'm not, first off, nobody's even going to know I understand that this nigga has an issue with me. I'm not going to respond to him, like, out in public, repeat, repeatedly, you know what I'm saying, on social media and all that shit. Because now they got a trail. Somebody like, I don't even know him. Nigga come up to me, let's go be looking, because I'm going to be confused. Like, there's no way this is directed at me, because I know I haven't bothered anybody. And then he proceeds to cut. Boom. This is good. Because now you, you're coming threatening when I'm just standing here minding my business. I don't know what the fuck's going on. And my first inclination, though, is going to be to protect myself, not to exploit myself. But nigga's first inclination is, oh, shit, here's my phone. Nigga have a strap on his side and get shot because he got his phone up. Trying to damn get video of what's going on. Get your strap and put the phone down. Holster the phone. That's the name of this episode. Holster the phone. Y'all niggas holster the phone, man. Damn. Gave y'all a gym. Go ahead. Go. I'm high right now. You need to get some bars drop on that, man. No. Yeah. I hit the wrong shit. So just what a beat for you. Damn it. National Side Chicks Day. What do you think DJ about it? DJ Rain dropped that National shit. National Side Chicks Day. Um, I don't think too much, man. <laughs> really. I think, uh, I don't think too much. I, like I said, I like the idea of people understanding uh, where they are and uh, when it's not ideal and it sucks. You know, shit, just, just, I always, man, you know, the worst thing for me is to not know if you really really give me my mind raw and uncut, so I know exactly what it is. I appreciate it more for that. So, bro, them niggas like side chicks. So that shit is side chicks and side niggas. That shit ain't looked down on no more. Motherfuckers just like I'm playing my position. You know what I mean, like. I seen so many motherfuckers posting that shit, like, oh, uh, isn't that cute? Like, when I seen one girl, that shit had went too far, but I just kept scrolling past that shit because I don't like to get locked in on the internet. But they was going back and forth from what I saw. She had posted on her side niggas post of him and his lady. Like, they Valentine shit, like, oh, ain't that cute? You know what I'm saying? And that shit went off like, yeah, bitch, know your place. You know what I'm saying? That whole little shit, how that go left real quick. But, I mean, I don't know who named that as, as today, but, hey, 
If that's your role, that's what you do, that's what you cool with, do you. We're not here to judge. Mm, yeah. You are here to judge? No, I'm just like, whatever. Yeah, nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, that was really, that's really one of those topics that's just like, ah, I don't give a fuck. So let's drop some jewelry on them real quick. Jewels. In the black community, would you say that drug use is more medical or fad based? I think um, the reason for prevalence of drugs in the African American culture is. Hold on, hold on. Sorry, not to cut you off, but let's let's break it down piece by piece for our listeners. Ooh. First, with, with, let's let's identify what we would consider as drugs, and we 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 wouldn't consider marijuana a drug when we're talking about in the black community, would we? Or I would say we would. We would absolutely. Okay, so all right. So drugs, marijuana, alcohol, cigarettes. Non prescription drugs without a prescription. Gambling. Hard drugs. Uh, I would say gambling, but specifically for me, just talking about these are what I identify as, as drugs. And gambling subsequently has an effect of drug, which is an addicting, addiction. Um, I feel like the black culture and itself has PTSD that has been. That has basically been in. unchecked. Come on in. It has never, has never been addressed. From a cultural standpoint, um, and you couple that with very, very poor communication skills within the culture, uh, we can show other people how articulate and intelligent that we are, but those things aren't even really necessarily appreciated within our culture. So that creates the need for people to self-medicate. Now, what drug that is can be contingent on fads. Like people have. In a, in a situation in a state where shit is fucked up, shit is in a state of despair, it takes a higher level of mental aptitude to not go to a coping mechanism like a drug. That's simple. It's going to release dopamine to put you back in the game to make you feel a little bit of levity in a very, very dark place. Because I tell you, people who live in traumatic situations still smile and still laugh because what happens is that trauma normalizes. And dopamine helps normalize a lot of shit. So uh, the drug may change. Like, it depends on your lifestyle. If that drug uh, is more accessible, if that drug puts you now in a group of people who you feel like, for whatever reason, you either want to be down with or are kindred spirits to you and your pain and your struggle. Uh, people with similar struggles like to align with each other. Mm. Um so yeah, I think it's a little bit of both wrapped in one. I think the drugs, good perspective by the way. I think the drugs started off to medicate, but we all know when drugs they they're supposed to fix one thing, but they have a side effect of something else. So imagine, as Rain said, you're dealing with a society of people who are already suffering from PTSD from all the bullshit that's happened in life. Now you're uh, impacted by chemical imbalance bought on by these drugs that are supposed to heal, but they got you out of balance on everything else. So now that forms that addiction, 
and it helps with those feelings and you realize like, okay, like, you know, niggas, I know I can speak for myself. When you see something that say not to do something, usually that makes me curious. Like, okay, why are they saying that shit? I want to see what's up. Do not enter. What? Right. Shit, let me go ahead and see what's up. But when I saw, when I start fucking with pills, when I saw do not mix with alcohol, guess what I did? You mix them on up. You got damn right. <laughs> I want to see what this cocktail about to be. So when you try that, you get that feel like, oh, shit. Man, that made me feel like that, taking a pill and drinking this. All right, let me throw a blunt on top of that. Oh, fuck. You know what I'm saying? Now, nigga, before you know it, what was meant as a good intention, and now you spreading that shit to your homies, now you stealing pills from your grandmama, you doing all kind of dumbass shit. So, And you know what? Not to cut you off, but I think that has a direct correlation and tie to love in the black community. Speak because, on it. Because when you first meet somebody, it's like, a high when you first you're yearning for them you feel that they're yearning for you Mm. they're excited about your presence you feel that energy they're excited about your presence that's a high that after you fuck that person for three four five six months that high is that's gone Mm -hmm. That's just a natural release and high of dopamine that newness of the situation if you will once that leaves it's very easy subconsciously, like you don't give me this feeling anymore. You know the reason why is because you aren't doing this and you aren't doing that and you aren't doing that. And now this person, when you put that energy on them, feels like, well, shit, you know what? If we really want to be accurate, let's talk about what you aren't doing. And now you got this whole toxic energy from a place that came from something you thought was worth more than anything else that could have been because you was all woo-woo, cuckoo, kiki in love. And then what happens is, like that addiction, you try to get that feeling back. And if you don't know how, which I like, I didn't, and I'm learning how as I go, if you don't know how to put that dopamine feeling back into what you have, you become a savage. You want that feeling from motherfuckers who make, you want somebody to look at you like that. You don't want to make the person that did look at you like that look at you again you just want to look at the person who, you know, shit, she want me like that now. Well, fuck with her. Give me yeah. that feeling. You know what I'm saying? So, and you move different because of a place of that emptiness. And I, I saw a little clip when this dude was married and he was real, uh, and he was real honest. He was just like, I love my wife. She do some shit sometimes to piss me the fuck off. Some, the way that we kept our relationship fresh in that dopamine, the way that you do that when you're in a relationship, you have to keep going back. And not only focusing on what you appreciate about that person, you got to tell that person. Because the stability that a person gives you when you're in a relationship, when that dopamine feeling is gone, you take that shit for granted. You think, oh, they here doing that. They always going to do that. They supposed to do that. They going to do that for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm that nigga. You know, women do it too. So I think that that, that addiction and that, that fucked up mind state that comes from a place of PTSD and there's emotional baggage and relationship that comes with that. You know, most of these toxic women are toxic because they, you know, somebody put something in their Kool-Aid that just fucked up the flavor, if you feel me. And it changed the taste going forward. Right. So I think it all ties together. 
I definitely agree, man. Y'all stay off of those pills, mixing that shit. Stop it. Um, ain't no good gonna come out of that, man. Um, it puts you in a bad mental space. It does more damage than good. Trust me. Um, over a period of time, no one don't even fuck with that shit. You know, if you gotta do anything for medicinal purposes, maybe blow you a little nice green and relax your mind. But something else, man, think about, too. I disagree. Do all the drugs you want to do. Well, I mean, hey, listen. That nigga saying that shit, but some real shit, I knew this couple, man. It, you want to talk about a toxic-ass couple, nigga? This was before that word was ever thrown around. This shit, damn, years ago. Mm-hmm. These motherfuckers, they both drank like fish. Yes. They both smoked hella weed. Yes. They both with pop pills or you know yes. what I'm saying? Just a little random shit. Right, correct. Them motherfuckers would get so fucked up, they would fight each other. And yes. people would be like, yo, y'all got to leave each other alone. You know what they said? They both said this shit. Our fighting each other has now become part of our addiction. So even if they're not mad, they're addicted to beating each other's ass. They get a high off that now. Right. They've added that to their repertoire. You know how crazy some shit like that is? Here's 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 how I define crazy at this point. And again, I'm not downplaying. When I say do whatever drugs you want, I'm, I say that not to say the drugs are super cool or I'm endorsing it. I say that to say that sometimes you have to go through a difficult place to get a reinforced level of enlightenment on what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And as parents, that's something that's so hard for us because we don't want, we want to shield and protect our kids from all these things. But certain things, you have to come from a difficult place for some people in order to reinforce what's right, especially if you jump off the pot early, especially if you do things that you know you don't have any business doing, that happens. So I, I say it to say, you know, at the end of the finish line, I feel like you're going to get to where you need to be. And hopefully those drugs are just a phase. Mm-hmm. You know, like like we were talking about, man, there was, you know, on Netflix, I forgot the name of the series, but some people, some creatives say that, you know, like, some classic rock artists, like every, they didn't want to write, they didn't want to do anything unless they tripped acid, you know, or did mushrooms. They wanted to hallucinate, and it opened up a whole entire different portal of their mind in terms of their creativity. And mm-hmm. even the ones who said, "I don't do that shit anymore," they still go back and say, "Hey, I, that tapped into a certain place of creativity mm-hmm. and a well that was so deep. I saw everything completely different." So. Duval was talking about this shit, but, out of body experience, right? But like what you're saying about them. The thing to me that would have resonated to say, you know what, they're crazy, is if they were going through that cycle and they didn't see that. Like, the first step, whether they're going to pivot and do better or not, is they at least, you have to be aware of self, wherever you are in your life. And they, from what it sounds like, I don't know these people, if that was not a moment of clarity that they had in a state of sobriety, which it might not have been, they're self-aware of what they are. They're self-aware of what stimulates them. And they they probably know the consequences of what they're doing. The only thing now is if they choose, just like the consequences of the drugs that they're taking, the only thing now is whether they choose to change that, better that. But they're self-aware. So that's, to me, it sounds crazy, but that, to me, is more is further ahead than a lot of people who do dumb shit. And it's like they don't even see the five steps down the road. They don't have the fourth step, the foresight. Like, oh, I didn't realize that this can happen. 
I didn't realize playing with this fire could create this type of fucked up shit. To me, that is more crazy. Like you are more fucked up in the head if you don't recognize that this shit can happen and you keep playing with fire. They're saying, I'm addicted to this fucked up fire and I like it. That's why I say I didn't say either one was right, but I say the one where these motherfuckers don't even understand that they're in a cycle or they're doing some shit. They don't even realize it. That's that's super crazy to me. So think about this, like um, the other part you got you you guys want to guard against. If you go use whatever you're using, don't be out in public all zombie like. Stay your ass at the house. Make sure you know what's going on because that's the other question. That segues perfectly. Do you think people can ever be truly relaxed and comfortable in society in this day and age? Yes, but I think you have to find that peace outside of this society. So let me ask you this. When you go out now in the, in, in the world, outside of your home, outside of fucking with us, on some public shit, are you totally comfortable? Um, here's how I had to, because now in this COVID area, right, every decision you make is like a big deal, and you have to yeah, think about sure. it beyond yourself. Yeah. So every move I made became extremely uncomfortable. We talked about this, the money I needed to make versus my responsibilities versus, you know, the risk of bringing COVID back to my daughter mm-hmm. or anyone else that I love. I wouldn't necessarily say that I was uh, comfortable, right. but I made my peace. Mm-hmm. The same way when I said I was going to a very dangerous club that I knew was dangerous, that I knew that some people had been shot at before, mm-hmm. when I made my mind up that I was going, Know those situations were not, hey, I'm comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. I made my peace knowing what I was going for, what I needed to do, what I needed to accomplish, and I prepared myself as best as I could in my mind for whatever else could come. And then I made my peace with it, and I moved forward. Mm-hmm. So I would say comfort and peace are two different things, and you have to be able to have that that peace. You know, and, and I don't think... For me, in my worldview, I was able to get that that peace within doing things within the confines of our society. Right. I had to find that in alternative paths and um, kind of on the beaten path, the road less traveled, if you will. So, yeah, I think that comfort and that peace, you know, you have to you have to be self-aware. But I also understand, you know, we're going to I'm going to die. We're all going to die. So the decisions that I move make moving forward, the older you get, they're all going to be difficult. But you have to make the peace that you can and and go forward. Make peace with it. Um, I think it's based upon the person. So I would say for me, now, I'm comfortable when I'm out in public. Um. Because I'm walking on my purpose. I know my purpose, and I focus on that, you know. And to me, I think knowing that protects me more than anything. And what I mean by that, I'm comfortable, but I'm never relaxed. 
And so I'm not relaxed because that level of comfort comes from knowing, nigga, you need to chill out because you got a lot of people who looking to you for direction. Like you, you taking on a new hat. You gotta, you gotta cap. By the way, hey, these are new uniforms. Shout out my nigga, uh, designer Quay, man. I link with everybody. You know what I'm saying? So you go see the team start wearing these. I told you. It's fam if you see these, you know what I'm saying? And if if you're not fam, it's still available for you at a price, of course. But CEO, it stands for cash everybody out. Everybody around me got a CEO mindset. You go cash everybody out. So anyway, plug on that, but right back to business. So give you an example. When I say be comfortable um, but not relax. So I went, Some somebody had invited me somewhere. This is probably like two months ago. What I'll start doing now, I analyze everything. I'm focused on everything. I had left like somewhere, and niggas know I ain't no gang banger, but I had on a dicky suit this day. You know what I'm saying? So the, the person had said, hey, pull up on me. I'm at this spot. I said, all right, cool. So now I go there, I'm already, you know what I'm saying, by myself. I ain't from the area. And so I pull up. And um, shit already look a little sketchy. Um, Somebody flashing their lights at me. And I'm, I'm asking the person who invited me there, like, yo, you know this person? They like, nah. So I'm out like, yo, what you on? Anyway, we get past that situation. We go into little shit because the thing about to start. Now I'm watching... As like 10 niggas before me go in. Security ain't padded. Nobody down. But now I'm already in line. It's starting to rain. And my truck like way away. So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and peep the scene out. Like ain't shit going on. But I don't got my phone on me. I'm like, maybe they had these the people who having it. Whatever. We'll see what's up. I go in that shit. I'm peeping the whole room. As soon as I walk in, nigga damn, look at me, pick up his phone, text that shit. Look now. I stand there for a few minutes. Nigga come in, walk in, I'm standing by the door. He look right at me in the face, go over there to the other niggas. They get on their phones. I already peep game. Now, I could stand there and be like, oh, shit, man, these niggas probably ain't got shit going on. Or I could have been just oblivious and not notice anything. I'm comfortable because I know what it is, but I'm not relaxed. See, if I would have been too relaxed, I wouldn't have peeped none of that shit. So I went and told the person who invited me there, I said, hey, listen, I appreciate the invite, the energy off. I'm leaving. I would suggest you leave too, but you, you know, you grown. It was like, yeah, I feel it too. It don't seem right. I'm like, anytime it hit my spirit with the energy off or something don't feel right, I'm out. Because I know if I keep getting nervous, where this is going to go. So I, I got to get out of here. And so I just, I left. But um, just, you just got to be on point, man. Don't ever get too relaxed anywhere. Be comfortable. Walk in your purpose. Trust everything. Don't be thinking about the worst that's going to happen. But never ever get too relaxed stay focused man but yo we'll go ahead stay man. focused nigga 
We'll get ready to wrap this thing up. Well, hold man. on before we, before we get to the wrap. I gotta I gotta go ahead and get my motherfucking you know what I mean on you know like uh, we didn't get a chance to celebrate uh forty motherfucking days and forty nights uh type Damn. shit uh dropped uh on a whim you know we dropped a mix uh intimate it's uh it's available on Mixcloud mm. um go it's get super it. dope download it listen to it check it in man but shit you know. Uh, I'm celebrating. Um, people have given a very good response and feedback to it. Uh, two mixtapes in two months, man. It's a level of grind I haven't been on in a minute, and I'm working on a whole lot more shit. So, Word. stay tuned. Real shit. Stop down. Throw something out there for the real niggas too. These hoes ain't heard this shit enough. And if you got a problem with uh, R. Kelly being in the mix, hey, some people told me that. Yourself. Some people told me that. I was you like, know? okay, yeah. All right. If you got a problem with that, that's what you can do. Um, it's okay. At your earliest convenience. I understand. Yeah. But anyway. Shit. Now we about to check on out. <laughs> y'all can uh, reach out to us. Y'all can hit us up. That, oh, hold on, hold on. My bad. Get that merch too. And I want to shout out our newest member of the I Say Network um, is in charge of our social media. Shout out Kita. Um, Keita will be taking over our social media. Shout out Keita. Um, when you're seeing engagement, you'll be engaging with Keita. Um, Keita they don't even know who they're engaging with. For us, um, you know, Keita's somebody who they need to know. They're they're gonna know Keita more and more. He's gonna be known. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. So, thank you, Keita. Welcome, Keita. We're excited to have you again. We got uh, two announcements coming this week. Um, one for sure. One for sure. We're going to roll out a new pod starting up. So stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, stay tuned yeah. for uh, a bunch of other, a bunch, March man. First. I'm going to just keep my mouth shut. Stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, 864-735-7245. That's not the number. And I get that right. 235. Yeah, I got to memorize now. I say podcast is the no, name. No, you didn't. You said 45. 7235. 7235. Yeah. I don't remember saying 45. You did. Well, 45, 47. But seventy two thirty five. Um I say podcast is the handle on Facebook and Instagram. You can email us at I say podcast at gmail dot com. I said it like that, put that huh? Oh yeah, you can fucking fucking fuck with us on uh YouTube. I say podcast, all one word. You can email your content. Uh I say podcast network on YouTube. Ah, I say podcast network, I stand corrected. Thank you for that, William. Uh very, very important. I'll just do the job. Book DJ Jesus Christ. Just don't say another word. We're about to cut this shit. This is my time. Also, send your music. We're going to do what we do, and we're going to keep the music in the back pocket until we decide to let it go in a new and creative way. Send it to book DJ Rain at gmail.com. We ain't freestyle at all on this motherfucker. So uh, do you want to freestyle before we go? Uh, it doesn't matter. We're yeah, gonna go ahead and sign on out. <laughs> okay, I didn't even want you to get that. I just wanted to cut you off. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, we'll see you. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to cut you. I didn't even want you to even. You, 